comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Hey, Brad, if you were an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., what would your specialty be? Sarcasm. I believe that. Anything useful as well? Uh, Cooking. Demolition or... Cooking. Cooking. So you'd be the cook for the S.H.I.E.L.D. team. I would make a mean pecan pie, which is a fact, actually. Did you make any for the holidays? Yes. I've made four this holiday season so far, which is not near as many as... About six years ago, I made 14 pecan pies to give away as Christmas presents. But uh, I could also fix small electronics around the office. I could do that, too. Like um, like remote controls for RC cars, things like that, oh. things of that nature. All right. Yeah. That's, that's sort of useful. Yeah. So, hey, what about is... you? What's your superpower? Oh, uh, superpower? None. Well, shield power. Uh, shield agent, I would be in charge of... Uh, the sheep dip, come again? Yeah, I don't. That was a reference to something I can't even remember now. I don't. I'm not very useful, but uh, I am good at making podcasts. I think, and this is the Shield Podcast episode point three. It's been very long, way too long, longer than we thought to return. Bro. Yeah. Well, the news has been kind of spotty, and then it started rolling in, and then of course Christmas gets in the way. Thanksgiving gets in the way. It doesn't get in the way. We make way. We make room for that. We put everything else aside. Right. Well, in um, this case, uh, Halloween got in the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> President's Day. No. What's uh, Columbus Day got in the way. Yeah. And uh, Christmas and New Year's. But Happy New Year. And we brought a friend tonight, uh, one of our brothers in podcasting. And, and like we had talked about, I think we may have different members of our family jumping in and out of the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. And we would like to welcome Mr. Russell Latham. Hello, Russell. Hello. Russell's a part of the Walking Dead TV podcast that John and I, along with Russell and two of our other podcasting brothers, do. And Russell is also part of the Legion of Dudes, which involves John and the other guys from the Walking Dead podcast, except for me. So we got, we're got we kind of like all mixing it up. And uh, it's safe to say we all know what we're doing because we've been doing this for several years now, which is kind of weird. But we're glad to have Russell hop in here. Russell's a fact guy. He's got a He's got a memory like a an elephant and a steel trap. You know, where John and I would be like, we got cracks in our brains. Russell's pretty much not like that. I would have to agree. Russell is like the Spock of the HHW LOD podcast network. That's funny because Spock has big ears and elephants have big ears. This is what I'm saying. See? See how it took a long way to get there, but that's what I was going for. Brad, before we... Uh get into some conversation here about shield uh we have some news that we consider big news yeah these um find people over at shieldtv.net uh they're a fan site all about the shield tv show it's a great looking website shieldtv.net they were going to do a podcast about the show because they're excited about it like we are and then uh they heard our couple of episodes so far 
and he said, hey, why don't we just team up together and I'll feature your podcast on our website? And we said, sounds great. I don't see any problem with that. So they're going to feature each one of our episodes as we publish them. They're, I'm looking at their page now. They've got a link to our um, shows and you can uh, play it right on their page or you can go download it um, somewhere else, go to our place and look at it. Uh, we're still on iTunes and all that. So we're excited. It's a really great website. They've got uh, credit pages, episode pages, news, actual news, and then speculation pages. Uh, they're going to have a forum to talk about the show. It looks uh, it looks really nice, and, and we're excited to uh, team up with them. And it's just more exposure for us and, and for them. And um, it's nice to know that we're not the only ones excited about this show, right, John? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's a good. I think the the two, uh, you know, the show and the website complement each other well. We're not, you know, our site is basically to house our show episodes and you can get them all there and that's great but if you're looking for the breaking news and a collection of articles about the shield tv show or you want to look up you know uh, content about the cast members and the crew and things like that then shieldtv.net is probably a better place to go so it's nice to combine those two things i think and have complete coverage yes Tell us what you think you're uh just to give a quick background russell is a huge comic book nerd uh, and a big fan of the Marvel movie universe and Avengers movie. So tell us, we've been talking for a few shows about what we think and, and what we expect from the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. You tell us what you're thinking. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's only fair. We're not throwing Russell under the bus. John and I also are big comic book nerds. And or, geek, or geeks, as I like to right. as I like But we're to not say, scaring but... anybody off right now. We're not going to talk no. comic books on this no, show. No, of course not. Of course <laughs> we're not. just giving the background. If somebody That's what shows the other up, shows. Right. That's what the other shows are for. Go ahead, Russell. I expect it to be mostly the equivalent of like a, pro- a police procedural um, with a little bit of super... I hate to say even supernatural because that's not really what I mean. I don't expect to see capes and tights in the show. I don't expect to see crazy supervillains. I, 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 I expect to see maybe bad guys that have stolen or acquired advanced technology to do devious things um i expect it's funny you know with with clark Gregg coming back i expect the colson to for it to be two things one either he's a life model decoy which i think would be really kind of cool um or that he just never died in the avengers and they just somehow bring him back or i guess a third thing even and this would be i'm not sure how this would fly but maybe this whole thing is like a prequel to the Avengers movie, like all of this stuff takes place um, before Coulson dies, and then they can kind of skirt around the superhero thing, you know, by making it before they really appear. So, um, but I, I, you know, I almost hope that it doesn't really get too in depth with the superhero stuff because I think uh, even though the Avengers made a boatload of money, I mean, it, you know, one point five billion is is pretty incredible. I don't expect people to tune in week in and week out for a superhero show necessarily. I think people like police procedurals. They like um, some of these spots, you know, like a 24 cross with an X-Files or something like that. I think those shows are, you know, NCIS. Those are pretty popular. Um, And I think you can do something to kind of appeal to that audience, but then sprinkle things in for the the nerds like us to really just, uh, you know, laugh and giggle and point at the screen while our significant others are watching it, looking at us like we're, you know, Stranger, bizarre. I'm wondering if the presence of Clark Gregg as Coulson will make people think, 
oh, that guy was in the Avengers, and yeah, he worked for that company called Shield. So maybe we're gonna see some uh, some more Hulk and Iron Man in this TV show. So yeah, I'm gonna watch it. And then they watch the pilot, and we've been told Sam Jackson's gonna be in the pilot, and they're gonna think, oh yeah, this is more of the movie basically. Where's where's all my superheroes? And then by the time the first episode ends, they're gonna be like, there wasn't no Iron Man in there. I'm not watching this. Do you think that's gonna be a, an issue at all? I can't see expecting that on a weekly television show. Yeah, but most people don't think about these things the way the three of us do. Yes, that's that's true. You know, if my father had seen the Avengers, I don't think my parents have seen it yet, but he's the type of guy that would have seen it and possibly liked it and then he sees the he's smart enough to remember this one guy and he'll go, "Oh, that he was in the Avengers. Where's Hulk? How come <laughs> Iron Man's not here?" You know? That I, and I'm wondering if there are several people like that that might watch the show. We might. The, the other thing I think maybe we might see if they want to really skirt that or go that route is maybe occasionally while they have an exterior shot or something like that, we'll see like a CG Iron Man like way off in the skyline flying by or, um, you know, maybe something going on where it, it was apparent like Thor or the Hulk was there and maybe they come in after the fact. I, I You know, I don't know. I, I think they could do it where they allude to it without needing those actual cast members um but but not really have to pull in all that budget and have Robert Downey Jr show up or have Chris Evans show up um or have uh, Hemsworth show up I, I think they can do it kind of a little tongue in cheek um and a little on the sly I think we're going to see a lot of you know containers that are Mark Stark Industries you know that kind of thing going on um you know, emails maybe from from you know Doctor Banner that that kind of thing. I I expect a lot of that kind of thing to to pull people back in, but I think they'll really position the show as it not being, you know, a show where even though it's tied to the Avengers, you're not going to see the Avengers in the show. And we certainly don't have any information as to when it takes place, like you were uh, talking about earlier. Is it a prequel? Is it during the show? Um, and but. You know, this is Joss Whedon, you know, and I never watched Buffy. I've been told I was I missed out, and maybe someday I'll watch it. But Firefly was a great show, killed prematurely by Fox. Um, the Avengers was a fantastic movie. Joss directed that. Cabin in the Woods was a great movie. He wrote that. He didn't direct it, but he was highly involved. Uh, I trust this guy. I trust Joss Whedon. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. John, did you ever watch that? No, I still have not watched the sing-along blog. Dude, um, it is it is so good, and yeah, it's a musical at times, but it's it's Joss Whedon, you know, it's just more Joss Whedon. So, you know, me me saying this makes me go, well, Brad, you really should be watching, you know, catching up on Buffy because you're, you know, talking about how good Joss is, and you know, I'll probably start watching it. But I, my point is that I trust. I've liked everything I've seen from Joss Whedon, so somehow he's gonna find how this puzzle fits together, and it's gonna work. I just, I just know it. I just know it. He, he definitely Brad, has a hook. Brad, were you a fan, or did you see Dollhouse? No, I forgot about that one. I never saw that. I, I've heard you talk about how much you enjoyed it. Uh, was yeah, that on Fox? It, it was. John and I watched it. It, it lasted two seasons, surprisingly. Um, really? But, yeah, and there were elements of that show that I think, if they take that route with S.H.I.E.L.D., I think could be really appealing. Um and Jed Whedon and uh, Marissa Tancheron, which are which are the husband and wife team. Jed Whedon is, of course, Joss's brother, and and his wife Marissa were 
the main headliners for Dollhouse. Um, they wrote a lot of the episodes. They were heavily involved in the production of it. And there were a lot of it was it was very much like a spy show. There were a lot of elements of like Alias and Twenty Four combined with um, again, you know that X Files feel like I, like I was kind of saying with a little bit of comedy and a little bit of offbeatness to it. But I could see where they could take you know each episode and make it its own thing as well as kind of have this overall story behind it. Now, whether they go the overall story behind a S.H.I.E.L.D. show, maybe, you know, I'm sure there's going to be elements that they sprinkle in there. But but the fact that they were able to take a show, and each episode, more or less, was pretty much an individual uh, scenario that they that they, they put the characters through. I think that kind of a, a formula, maybe in a more familiar setting for folks, I think that could work really well with this show. I just wish Fox wouldn't kill shows before they're done, you know? And I'll be honest with you. That's why I didn't start watching Dollhouse. I knew it was Joss Whedon. And I thought, it's on Fox. It's Joss Whedon. I'm not going to hook myself and then have it taken out from under me. So, but yeah. no, I think I think everything else you said, it, it you know, makes sense. And, and it, I just have a good feeling about this show. You know, there's been other shows that I've been excited about that I haven't had a really good feeling, honestly, if I'm being honest with myself. But this one just feels good. It it there's something about this idea that that works for me. And and I think that's something, Brad. And we were talking about this. We recorded recently and, and on another show and, and started coming up with this conversation. Has this ever happened where a movie series that is nowhere near being done, that is you know in the height of its popularity, spawns a television show to run alongside it? No, I can't think of one. I mean, I can think of several examples where a movie spawned a TV show. It was one movie and then boom, right to TV. But I can't think of this situation, like you said. I mean, there are still more Marvel movies based in this universe to come out uh, while this show, after this show has started, what, right before this show started. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. My theory, it's sort of half concocted right now is while I those do, are your best theories yes, John. yes I don't know if anybody else has listened to any of our other shows but most of the best theories that John have have been pulled out of his rear end well basically. here's another I think it's not that I don't believe that agent Coulson and, and Clark Gregg will be on this show I I definitely do believe that this season agent Coulson will be on the shield television show I think this is the only season that he'll be on it because I think they'll be returning him to the movies. So I think it's a nice time frame like, hey, we can have Clark Gregg to really fire up this television show for us. Everybody loves Agent Coulson. And there isn't another Avengers movie coming out for a long time, so he could probably get away with filming this season and not have it interfere with anything else that we have planned. And maybe the end of this first season, like Russ was kind of getting to, is where Avengers took place. So we have pre-Avengers with Agent Coulson, right? That's season one. Avengers happens and he dies or whatever else happens. And then season two of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back with whoever is left and not Agent Coulson. Well, it's funny. While you were giving that example, it made me think of something that may have been a valid answer to your first question about has there ever been a movie and a TV show that kind of happened at the same time, movie series and whatnot. And what what it made me think of, it's it's similar in some respects and, and different in, in others, but when Worf from Star Trek The Next Generation, after that show ended, 
Worf joined the cast and the TV show of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And then he was on that show till it ended. But during that run, which I think was four, five, six, seven, four years, he was on that show. In the middle of that show, there was a new Star Trek movie called First Contact. And Worf was in that also. They they had figured out a way to have him on the TV show and make his appearance in the movie. So it can be done. And it was done well, in my opinion, in, in that case. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's... I don't know. I think it's very possible that that they could do that, have him in the show, uh, in the have him in the show, have him in the movie, and then come back for the the following season. You know, if if they don't kill him off again in the second movie, but I think it can be done. So in a minute, we're going to get updated on all of our casting news. It it seems that the main cast has been set, and uh, it sounds like they're filming in January, which is this month already. So that's fantastic. Um, one thing about the casting is there aren't too many names that anyone really recognizes besides Clark Gregg of course uh as big fans of Whedon I'll start with Russ were you hoping for some Whedon alum or were you disappointed are you glad to see new faces uh what was your angle on that well anyone that knows me and knows uh, the affinity I have for anything Joss Whedon related. Anytime Eliza Dushku either shows up or doesn't show show up, that that moves my emotional meter one way or the other. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was hoping that maybe we would get a casting announcement there. And I know she's actually when she was at the Austin Comic Con, she kind of uh, gave like a no comment answer when somebody asked her if she was had any plans for her for for that show. Um, so so definitely her. You know, sometimes I think if you if you went back to that well too many times, and I know he likes to work with the same people, I think it gets to the point where people just recognize those people from the other show, and it's almost distracting. And and so I'm I'm okay with them not like recasting like Gina Torres or um, uh, Summer Glau maybe. Yeah, yeah, or Summer Glau because I think I think that's almost like uh, too easy. You know, especially because she was in Sarah Connor Chronicles. She's been in that show Alphas. You know, just some of the other cast. I mean, Nathan Fillion obviously has his own thing going on on that network, um, too. So I, I think it's okay. But, I, you know, I, I, I think we'll probably... Um, Alan Tudyk showed up um, on Dollhouse as, as a villain. So I think he, he, he would make a really cool villain, I think, for, for S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think, again, it's one of those where he could come in... Um, and, and come in and out. Another one that might might work well is um, Alexis Denisoff, who played Wesley Price on uh, Buffy and then Angel. And I think he's not like super well known, and he really hasn't. He I think he showed up in Dollhouse for an episode, um, and he's married Allison Hannigan. I think if he showed up either as a recurring role or, or again as a villain or or somebody high up in the shield organization i think that would probably work well and he's definitely got a tie to the avengers because he was the head chitauri guy uh that talked to thanos at the end of avengers so he's got a little bit of a tie to to this whole universe um so that might that might work well but yeah nothing nothing really stood out at me as like oh god i can't believe they you know they didn't pull this this character i kind of like that this is maybe a a new thing for him to to kind of start fresh with a new cast okay so let's take a look at that new cast um i will tell you guys the characters and the actress name and then you can tell me the information 
that's why we brought Russ. Uh, so we have Agent Melinda May. She was originally cast. Uh, Althea Rice was the name that they were giving. Could have been a fake name. Could have just been a change, you know, in the in the writing since then. But we have uh, Ming-Na Wen playing Agent Melinda May. We may have announced that one last time we did a podcast, but we're just going to go all, over all of them again tonight. The only place I know her from, obviously, is uh, ER. And uh, wait a minute, didn't she do a voice in a Disney movie? Wasn't she in... She was Mulan. She, yeah, that's what I thought, which is my favorite Disney animation movie, by the way. Yeah, uh, she's, she's done a lot of voiceover stuff. I liked her in, in ER. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen her in anything else, but um, yeah, I don't I don't mind uh, watching her at all. She's easy to look at, too. Yeah, she's very, very pretty. Um, she was in Stargate Universe... And um, as uh, Camille uh, Camille Ray, she was kind of like the antagonist to the to the military leaders on Universe, and she had a really cool character arc. Um, and let's not forget, like way back in the day, this is like right before ER, she played uh, Chun Li in the Street Fighter movie. Nice. <laughs> I don't I believe have never seen that. Yeah, I haven't either. I wonder if uh, I'm with sure Van she... Dam. I've never seen that one. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud to say I've never seen that one. <laughs> yeah, Raul Julia as uh, um, as M Bison and Van Damme as uh, Guile. Yeah, yeah. Kylie Minogue as as Cammy. It's a classic. she did have a she did have a small part on uh, Boston Legal, the uh, William Shatner um, James Spader show, which was a great show. She had a really small part on that for a while, but uh, I mean, other than that. She was in the uh, Final Fantasy uh, Spirits Within, the movie that Square did based on Final Fantasy that was not, I think critically it, it, it did pretty well, but it totally flopped at the box office. And it's one of those movies where uh, story's not particularly great, but it's incredible to look at. I mean, Squaresoft, makers of the Final Fantasy uh, you know, video game franchise, do incredible cutscenes in the video games. And so this whole movie was like one of their completely uh, jacked up, uh, cutscenes using state-of-the-art technology to map facial expression and facial movement. So it looked fantastic, but uh, but it was a little bit of a dull, a dull flick. Now, in the I would imagine in Street Fighter, at least uh, she had some martial arts uh, stunts and stuff going on. Or I wonder yeah. if she did her own. If if she uh, has those kind of chops, that would be interesting. Yeah, but she's getting she's almost fifty now. So Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. There is no way. Yeah. Yeah. Well ER was twenty years ago almost. So she was know, born they're... November twentieth, nineteen sixty three. She does not look that old. No, she does not. Wow. Next up we have Agent Gemma Simmons, and that is played by Elizabeth Henstridge who uh, is a young actress. I'm looking at her IMDb page now, and it seems like most of her stuff is from the UK. Um, I have not heard of any of it. The Thompsons, Delicacy, Tooting Broadway. She looks kind of like um, uh, Kate Bosworth. She looks a little bit like Kate Bosworth in the face. That's who I thought. Yeah. I was like, I've seen this girl before, but no, you're right. That that IMDb picture, IMDb picture looks like Kate Bosworth. You think she'll have a you think she'll have a British accent? Please say uh. yes, please say yes, please say yes. <laughs> I uh the other thing that's I don't it doesn't list that she's any relation to Natasha Henstridge. Um even though the last name is spelled the same, but I think Natasha Henstridge is uh American and not British. So I don't I don't see there's any relation there. 
That's why we brought Russell. Next up, Agent Leo Fitz, played by, I'm going to call him Ian. His name is spelled I-A-I-N, which has an extra vowel in it, if you ask me. Uh, Ian DeCastiker, who I actually know from the Fades television program. It was a sci-fi, horror, BBC television show called The Fades. Uh, It did not make a second season, but I enjoyed it and uh, thought he was pretty good in it. Other than that, he was in so Little So he's British Van- also? He is British also. That is he's correct. Scottish. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's not British. He's Scottish. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. And he was in The Little Vampire in 2000 as a young guy. I did not see that one. Elizabeth Henstridge grew up in the northern city of Sheffield in England, by the way. So she's probably British. Uh, I don't know anything about Ian DeCastecker. That's a hard name. Yeah. And it's funny to note that these two characters, I think, the, the, that we just mentioned, are going to be like the in the lab or in you know behind the computer desk, um, like witty banter characters. From what I understand, put their last two names together: Decastiker Henstridge. No, <laughs> no, no, the the character names. Oh, <laughs> Fitz Simmons. Fitz Simmons. <laughs> Fitz Simmons. That's the plan. That's uh, we're joking around, but that actually is how they were cast. That uh, Fitz and Simmons inseparable. They make Fitz Simmons, and that's what they get called. Like uh, kind of like a uh, help me, uh, Br- uh, Brad Pitt, and what's her name? Brangelina. Make- Brangelina. Thank you. Or, or a um, uh, Benifer. The Benifer. Benifer. I was looking for was- Benifer. Yeah. Well, so okay, these two. Uh, Two people came to America from uh, Europe, so I can, I can, yeah, I can believe that. That's where I kind of get maybe like an NCIS vibe to it. Like on that show, there's a there's a character named Abby who is I love Abby. Yeah, she works in the lab, so I kind of see this as like this show uh, having two characters in that role, where instead of having somebody else come in to interact with her and and to kind of go banter back and forth, they just said let's just put these two and have these two go back and forth. Um, so again, I see a lot of parallels to other procedural type shows, uh, based on just the casting and descriptions and things like that. Next, we have Agent Grant Ward, played by Brett Dalton. Uh, again, another unknown young actor, Killing Lincoln, a TV movie, did not see that one. Army Wives, it looks like he was on one episode. Blue Bloods, one episode. Nurses, a TV movie. So another, you know, pretty much unknown I'm all for unknown actors in my TV shows because as I get older, it's hard for me to to not say, oh, hey, he was in blah, blah, blah. Or why is Tim Robbins in the middle of my Tom Cruise movie? You know, so I'd much rather not be distracted in that manner. And, uh, you know, if if, if there's one person like Ming-Na Wen in in this and, uh, you know, I can get past that. But if it was like full of them, like, like you were saying earlier, if it had a bunch of Joss Whedon alums in it, I'd be like, oh, there's the dude from Firefly. Oh, there's the dude from whatever, Buffy. Oh, there, there's Angel. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'd, I'm not going to be doing that with this, so uh, that's cool for me. Kind of like when Daredevil is Ben Affleck. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it looks like the Grant Ward is going to be like the heavy. He's going to be the the guy out in the field probably doing a lot of the – the the whooping and the taking of whoopings, if I had to if I had to guess based on his description. Yeah, he seems like the 
central he would be the central character besides agent Coulson just because like you said it his description is a uh, rising star in the organization and deadly precise you know it sounds like he's going to be a butt kicker like you said next we have sky and this is interesting because officially she is only known as sky not agent sky so there's a possibility that uh, she'll be an outside party rather than a shield agent played by chloe bennett which i guess recently she would be uh most known for nashville which i have not seen at all is that a show that was that canceled or is she just not on it anymore or will she be doing double duty anybody know anything about nashville um it's on the same network but it hasn't been canceled uh to my knowledge i think it's actually fairly uh fairly popular so uh she may just be a minor character like you john i haven't i haven't seen that show she may be a a minor enough character that either she can you know do double duty or um or just you know fail out of the one show and and get a bigger part in a in a different show apparently she was a uh, international pop star first she was a music uh person and there seems to be a little bit of a hint in the description for sky uh, says she is slightly obsessed with the superhero culture and the shadow organizations that exist within it. Shadow organizations. Hmm. So maybe she's like a reporter or someone on the street that ends up finding out about S.H.I.E.L.D. and they bring her in just because for whatever whatever reason. Maybe they save her in the first episode or something like that, and then she becomes like the civilian person that they bring into the... Kind of like in like what they did in Alcatraz with uh, with the cop. You know, she... I'm not Obviously, she had other ties that, that evolved over time, but, you know, she kind of got in the middle of it, and it was like, oops, now she knows too much, so we got to bring her in and make her part of this. And isn't that exactly what they did in the... Um, what was that short they did... The f- item uh, item forty seven item forty seven right like they yeah. kind of knew too they stole the alien technology and then they kind of knew too much so they got brought in. You know we're gonna have to don't don't you think those two characters will make an appearance at all in this show? I don't know. I hope so. The actress, which we we spoke about this, I guess a couple of uh, episodes ago. Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan has come out and said that she doesn't have the time to be on the show regularly, but that would be awesome if she showed up for a cameo or, you know, if that piece of equipment were the central story in an episode and, and you know, we got a little bit more on her and uh, her partner in crime there, that would be really cool. You know, that reminds me, um, in that short, Russell, what which uh, DVD did this show up on? Was it the Avengers The short? Avengers, yeah. Yeah. Um, Titus Welliver who I know as uh, the man in black from Lost, um, Jacob's brother, spoiler alert, uh, he was in that short. He was somebody named Agent Blake, and so I would love to see him show up on this new S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show too because I really like that actor. And uh, Maximiliano Hernandez, who plays Jasper Sitwell, and he was in The Avengers. He was in um, He was in the short. They did... Um, uh, on the way the, to Thor's hammer? No, no, not that one. The, it's the, called the consultant. The consultant, yeah, the one, the one they did on the um, on the Thor. It was on the Thor Blu-ray, um, but where they they kind of backfill in that the only reason Tony Stark came into the Hulk was to give them the tech that contained the abomination and pulled him aside and and kind of uh, queered the deal uh, with them trying to get the Hulk with with Ross. Um, so that was kind of funny where they're sitting at the at the diner 
and he showed up in the Avengers, and he was in um, Thor as well. I mean, he was it, Sitwell was was in Thor with uh, with Coulson. So I, I I'd be curious to see if he ends up showing up on this show as well. His name was uh, Jasper Agent Jasper Sitwell. Yeah, and not to get too comicky, but Jasper Sitwell is a character and has been a character that's been a part of Shield. Uh, you know, since since the way back days. I mean, Dum Dum Dugan, Jasper Sitwell. You know, all those guys were a part of that early Shield incarnation. And we might as well go ahead and, since you brought it up, mention that the the character of uh, Agent Coulson has been brought into the Marvel comics because the his character has been such a uh, success in the movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, I caught uh, at work the other day. <clears throat> there was the TV on in the break room, and there was it was on some local channel that was broadcasting some syndicated comedy show. And I looked up, and there was Clark Gregg, the New Adventures of Old Christine. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. that's what it ended up being, and I had no idea he was on that show. Yeah, he was Julia Louis Dreyfus's ex husband in that show. You know, I'll just say. His acting has come a long way since since that show, apparently, because what I saw him doing on that show was like, really? Is this the guy I know from the Avengers? But <laughs> it was neat to see him on the TV. And he's gotten to do uh, in the Ultimate Spider-Man television series, the uh, animated yeah. show. He's been, I, I think, Principal Coulson in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the high school. Cool. And I'm looking back a little bit. Uh, yeah, he was in The Consultant. He was in The Thor's Hammer, of course. Oh, Mr. Popper's Penguins he was in, and... Old Christine, 500 Days of Summer. Yep, he's got a big, long list of... that. That's a guy that you go, oh, that was... Oh, he was in that, too. And then you remember the part that he played, and it's kind of been in the background of a lot of stuff. He was on The Shield for a couple of shows. I did not realize really? that. Yep. Huh. Just two episodes in 2004. West Wing, Will and Grace. Very cool. So lots of possibilities. Uh, I wonder... When we're going to start getting some real news. I mean, if they are filming in January, you would expect some leaks to begin to happen. Some set photos or, uh, you know, it's funny. It's probably going to be treated like an upcoming movie in terms of like media coverage and blogging and Internet rumors. And, you know, you usually don't hear too much about television shows. You usually get more leaks for feature films. But I think this one is going to get a little more coverage. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think because it's so tied in with the Avengers, which was obviously a success, that uh, this is going to get a lot of attention. The other- you know, and it, prob- it probably doesn't hurt that Ming-Na Wen is a familiar face. You know, I would. it's safe to say, I believe, that more people know Ming-Na Wen's face than they do Clark Gregg's face because of ER. Probably so, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably a, a good thing there's at least one extremely popular face. I have one other crazy, wild theory, and I don't know that you can make an entire TV show out of this, but, and we, we talked about this on, on other podcasts that we've done, is make this almost like damage control to some degree. The, um, the old Marvel comic series where it was about the guys that came in and cleaned up after all these big superhero fights and had to deal with all the fallout, but it would kind of be funny. I don't know how, how well this would play out over time, but maybe just here and there, where we see from the shield perspective all of the things that were going on like with Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Hulk, Thor, Cap, well, maybe not so much Cap, maybe the ending of Cap, the Avengers where we see, you know, we didn't see their side of it while all these events were going on. Maybe Clark Gregg to some degree, but uh but that might be kind of, you know, I think that would add to maybe the comedy aspect to it because you know, we kind of know what was going on, but to see these just kind of weird things pop up or situations they have to deal with, 
Um, but again, I mean, if you're talking about a TV series, that's going to be probably 20 to 22 episodes long and then run for multiple years that that'd be hard to fill. But maybe every so often that would be kind of funny. They could probably do a season on just what's happened to New York in the Avengers. You know, like if they were just in war torn yeah. New York. I mean, I don't know that they can afford to have that kind of set or. <laughs> well, you know what they could do is they could always take that one shot from or one or two shots from Avengers and, and replay them just like they used to do back in the 70s and 80s when they'd, they'd have one establishing shot from like like in Dallas with the helicopters flying over South Fork Ranch. It's always the one shot. You know, they could always put that one helicopter shot of, of destroyed downtown New York in. Or when the Duke boys jumped that, uh, that gully, it was always the same gully, you know? You got me on this once, Brad. You're not going to get me again. I'm I'm kidding, yes. You're right. One other little bit of news that, came out that seems to be related to shield is that uh abc had another pilot in the works called weird desk which i can't believe that was the uh final name for it but the the premise was that it was going to be kind of an x-files show an investigative series maybe like a fringe possibly an x-files uh and it seems that the idea was scrapped because of shield meaning that they would be too similar so I wonder if it's sort of like a freak of the week or super powered problem of the week type of show that would be similar to, you know, a Fringer and X-Files as well. That was going to be one other thing I, I thought of is, you know, we saw in item 47, they made a little bit of short, a little short out of, you know, these criminals finding a piece of Chitari tech uh, and then going on a crime spree. Imagine if they wanted to go, like freak of the week equivalent, you know, it's it's maybe this organization is responsible for picking up all of the stuff that, you know, fell beside these, you know, staffs and guns and, you know, uh, you know, hover chairs and, you know, God knows what else, you know, or, or, or a, a, a partner or a, an opposite organization to shield, you know, like a Hydra or something like that or or aim. Uh, would probably be a good fit where they've taken that tech and they're starting to cobble together uh, and make, uh, you know, weapons and, and things like that. And maybe this organization is in charge of of tracking all that stuff down and, and going after it. That would be cool. I could deal with that. I think the greatest thing about this show is that we don't know anything about it. Yeah, and we're a ways off. Um, I guess they've officially announced that it will be next fall that it will be premiering so they're going to be filming uh the early part of this year on and you know we got a while until we're going to get a look at it yeah and i think the good thing with this show unlike if they put this on fox or something like that abc is owned by disney which owns marvel which you know owns you know everything i mean john you joke that in the future there's gonna be two corporations left it's gonna be disney and amazon and and um and nothing else but uh I think they'll allow this to have more legs. I don't think this is going to be one of those, unless it's just ungodly expensive, I think this is going to be one that they're going to let grow an audience with a little more leeway than they give other stuff. Because I think, if nothing else, this show will be able to keep the other movies in the public consciousness. I mean, you know, they're going to sprinkle enough in there, and they're going to use this to promote, you know, Thor, you know, Iron Man, well, not so much Iron Man 3, but like Thor The Dark World, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, 
you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, the next Avengers, you know, whatever's coming down the pike. I mean, this is this is a way to keep that momentum going uh, without having to constantly put a movie out every three months or to keep hyping out DVD and Blu-ray releases. Um, you know, this is this is this is another one of those. It can almost be like a loss leader. You know, even if it's like break even or just just loses just a little bit of money, they may keep it around just because it as a promotional vehicle. You know, they could they could probably use it to sell you know get butts in seats, which are you know and 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 out to the video store to buy you know Blu-rays and um, pillowcases and sheet sets and curtains and you know all that other kind of stuff. It's uh, it's the ultimate marketing uh, strategy for their for their movie verse it's what it is yeah i mean they have the leeway to you know who's to say they won't uh have the first four minutes of avengers 2 showing at the end of the shield television show you know like the little promos and extended clips that they tend to do on the internet these days um you know they could run all that stuff during a shield tv episode or the new trailer for the next marvel movie premiering you know dead smack in the middle of shield yeah, I, I imagine we're going to see all that kind of stuff. Again, boosts the ratings for the show, gets the, the buzz moving on, on the you know, movie coming up, um, all that kind of stuff. So the plan continues. We hope to be back sooner next time. Uh, filming again, as we've mentioned, starts this month, so maybe some big news or something will, will come out soon that we'll be back and, and cover. Again, you can get our show and all of our HHW LOD family shows at HHWLOD.com and ShieldPodcast.com. Please visit ShieldTV.net. They will probably be on top of any news that comes out before you'll hear from us, so you're going to want to do that. Our Twitter account is shield podcast and our there's a facebook group for shield i think it's just shield it doesn't have podcast on the end of it which is kind of cool so you can find uh, all of our stuff there as well so russ we hope to have you on again real soon yeah indeed yeah thanks for thanks for bringing me on thank it, you russ yeah we finally had somebody that remembered things so it'll be a much easier edit <laughs> than having to edit out the parts where brad and i curse and then go back and find the information so uh <laughs> and we promise soon brad i'm putting you on the spot right now we promise soon there will be an official shield podcast opening yes i definitely uh am thinking about that working on that trying to come up with something fun i pride myself on being creative with the opens for our shows and stuff so i'm looking forward to debuting that awesome thanks again and we'll see you guys next time